Hi guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. Woof! It has been a week, guys. Um, it was my son's birthday on Tuesday. He's now 10. I feel kind of shitty about it because I don't think he got the best birthday he could get. Um, well, excuse me. He did get the best birthday I could give him. You know, um, I couldn't find the gifts that he wanted. Like, like two separate gifts he wanted to get. I could not get them because of the uh, pandemic. There's just like, they're... There's no way to get those things right now because they're uh, in high demand. Um, um, he got a lot of Pokemon themed gifts and I wanted to get him a Pokemon cake, but they didn't have the supplies for the Pokemon cake because of COVID. Um, and then they lost a fucking order for the Pokemon cake. So I had to buy like a pre-made a stupid pre-made cake and put some stupid fucking candles on it and these are all things that don't really matter but the thing is and he had it was fine my kids are like super super grateful people and they're I mean there's no way they would ever turn down anything I give them on their birthday they'd be they're just excited it's their birthday but like I don't half-ass my kids <laughs> and like they get the best of what I fucking got no matter what that's not saying they get everything what I'm saying is that I'm deliberate in and what I give them, and they, I just, I go balls to the walls for those fucking kids, and I don't know, it's, it's like hard reminding myself that this is literally the best I've got, and feels half-assed. He doesn't need a super sweet 16, or a super sweet 10-year-old birthday party, he's just, but I just felt like any, everywhere I looked, I was lacking, I was like, oh, I can't do that, and I can't do this, and and it just, it just seemed like a raggedy ass birthday. I don't know if he, if he noticed, he probably didn't notice. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> um, so that happened as my, so as my son's birthday, um, kicks off the week after week after week after week of birthday in my fucking house. It's my birthday on Tuesday. I'll be 40. I already got a really good, um, Christmas of Christmas, a really good birthday present for my husband earlier in the month. Um, he gave me a new iPad and an Apple pencil because I've been drawing and shit. I don't know. I talked about this on some episode. I don't remember, but I've been doing some drawing and I want to learn. I just want to practice and get better. And my husband really does well with gifts because he buys me things. I can't bear to buy myself. There's no way I'd buy that shit for myself. It's too expensive. And I can't think of a practical use for it other than joy, even though, which is stupid of me. Joy is a form of resistance. I should be practicing joy and seeking out joy and like marinating in joy as much as I can. But it's just like, I, it's just the type of person I am. I, if I would have bought something like that for myself, it would have been used. It would have been on Craigslist or pawn shop. There's no fucking way I would just went out and bought it. And he did. And, um, and then later he gave me like, <laughs> he had like a, So the beginning of this week, so again, my birthday is not until Tuesday. You guys are going to hear this on Sunday. I'm recording Saturday night. So at the beginning of this week we're currently in, he showed up with a large sum of money and gave it to me and said that that was my other birthday present. I'm not going to say how much money it is. Whatever you think a large sum of money is, uh, half that, maybe half it again, and that's what I think a large sum of money is. And you're like, princess, I've gotten down to $10. Exactly. That's what I... <laughs> Think $10 is a large sum of money. Anyway, it was a lot of money. And um, 
he just been like pinching from things and doing side gigs and stuff just to get it for me. And I'm like, can't even fucking believe it. So really what he wanted to do is he wanted to buy me a bike. Because I've been looking for a bike since the beginning of the year. And I couldn't find one I wanted. Here's the thing. I want a bike. <laughs> I just didn't want one that looked like a cupcake. You know, women's bikes look like fucking cupcakes a lot of times. They're all pink and they got... Even women's bikes have tassels on them. Like, little grown-ass woman. What would I be riding around a princess bike for? So, I couldn't really find one I wanted. And then by the time he was really looking... COVID hit and there were no bikes because everybody's riding bikes because there's nothing else to do. So this week I had to go get, uh, day before yesterday, or maybe it was yesterday, I don't remember. I had to go get medicine for my kids at the closest pharmacy, which is a Walmart pharmacy. So I walked in there to get the medicine and then I happened to walk past um, the outdoor area. This is a place where they put stuff for outdoor play and stuff like that. And there was a bike there, and it was a little cruiser bike, and it was in neutral colors. And I was like, happy birthday to me. I bought the bike, and it was only 100 bucks, Dude, it was only 100 bucks. Yes. So um, that's awesome. I actually um, texted a picture. I, I tweeted the picture. I texted a picture to my mom, and um, she called me immediately. I was like, where did you get that bike? Because she's been looking for a bike, too. And I was like, at fucking Walmart. And also, by the way, you're ineligible for this bike anyway because it says like five, ten, and under. And my mom's just a smidge under six feet tall. So mm, she couldn't fit the bike. <laughs> but I'm really excited about I got the bike. And having that bike made me like be like, remember to myself that like during Leo season, I always have amazing luck. I never fucking remember till I get back in the Leo season. I'm like, Oh, that's right. Things just go well for me during this time of year. Regardless, regardless of if I, if I know it or not. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, that sucks. And then later on, fuck, it was a blessing in disguise. Things always go well for me. And here's the thing. I believe that when you get a good piece of luck, something you didn't think you were going to get, give you got to give it back. And everything you do comes back to you. Every single thing. It's like, it's not like, like people talk about karma and... Um, the forces in the universe as if it's some, like, I don't know, some cop or vigilante that comes around giving people their want, you know, what they earned or whatever. But it's not like that. It's like a natural force. It's like a push and a pull. It's like gravity. It just is. And what goes out will come back, and that's it. And I know that sounds woo-woo. I'm just telling you what my experiences are. So I found that bike, and my husband had given me, like, even though I did accuse him of being a liar because I hate surprises and I hate people. I hate when people, I don't know shit. That's the thing. Like, if my husband ever cheated on me, it's not the sex that would get to me. It's not that part that would get to me. I, I'm, I wouldn't be like, what does she have that I don't have? I wouldn't be thinking like that. I would be like, you're a fucking liar. You said you were going this place. I couldn't handle the secrecy of it. I couldn't handle the not, the fact that you were hiding something from me. I hate that. But anyway... And I said, okay, so here is some extra money that he gave me. And also I found a bike. Like, this is good. So what I did was somebody, um, I, don't, I don't even know how I follow her. I, th I think we follow each other. But somebody was mentioning that she was having trouble with her rent. And her grandmother was in, um, and her grandmother was in, um, was in the hospital. And she was dealing with some mental health stuff of herself. And I just tweeted her what was her cash app. 
and I I'm always her Venmo and she's and I she said it and some other people did it as well and I sent her a good chunk of the money my husband gave me I sent it to her and I was like I hope this shit helps it's small but and I'm not gonna say it's gonna solve your problems because I mean when you're in those types of positions like you really need a lot of money to solve your problems but I don't have a lot of money but I had what I had and I gave it to her and I sent it on and like just trying to ride this like I don't know I was pretty depressed earlier in the week and I'm trying to like remember that good things happen to me all the fucking time and in return I'm gonna do good things for other people and and so and then they're gonna do good things for other people and it's just gonna keep fucking going it's gonna keep going and eventually it's gonna find its way back to me and good things will continue to happen so I'm like I don't know I'm going into this birthday in a I'm I wouldn't say I'm in like an amazing mood but I'm in a I'm in a like a get shit done mood a a a, like you know waves are gonna hit you but um you'll be able you'll be able to outlast them they're not gonna kill you by the way if you want to do something nice for me on my birthday leave a five-star review of my podcast Leave me, it's free, it's easy to do. If you already did it, maybe ask a friend to leave me a five-star review. Easy peasy, and I'd be forever grateful. Um, let's also, this is the last episode of season three of By Pumpkin, right? Because we're done with the Gotties. Tonight, we're gonna talk about the 10-year um, special for, for the Gotties. And it's pretty short, because there's a lot of clips in it. But next, But the next time you hear me, well, no, not the next time you hear me, but the next episode on the main feed will be about the girls next door. So we're moving into season four. By the way, I just, I, you guys really, if you can, you need to join my Patreon. It's at patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin. There is a two tiers for a dollar. You get a monthly bonus episode for $5 a month. You get weekly bonus episodes. I just did an episode for the $5 patrons on true life. I'm supporting my parents. Um, we, it's, it's a lot of talk about poverty and about, and just about like the way Americans view poverty and certain, certain things that you have to do in poverty. that don't make a lot of sense if you've never had to. And just like, it was a really good episode. I, I mean, I thought it was a little downer, but everyone else was like, it wasn't that down. So I really liked it. I'm going to do another episode um, next week, and I'm going to do eight and all. I also have been like, I also did an episode on Little Women Atlanta. That bonus episode is available for all my Patreon patrons. It was sponsored. Um, Little Women Atlanta is one of my favorite fucking shows. It is so funny. And it's a rare combination of my favorite types of reality TV shows. I love a reality TV show that's about people that I like experience that I will never fucking have. I love when they take me inside the lives of someone that I just don't understand. I just don't know about. That's one of the reasons I really love the Shaws of Sunset when it first came out. Cause I was like, this is new for me. All this is new. All this is interesting to me. Um, little women, uh, those with, um, they're just women with, uh, types of dwarfism and, and it was just so, the show is so good about like teaching us about like some of the day-to-day lives of being a little person, but also like 
having interesting drama. Like, like nobody's fighting over who, who sent back a dog to a shelter on this show. It's just very, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting. And it was so fucking good. And like, maybe you don't even watch Little Women Atlanta. Well, it's not on the air anymore. Maybe you never watched Little Women Atlanta, but you definitely like are memeing the fuck out of those girls because a lot of the memes, a lot of the gifts out there are from Little Women Atlanta. You just don't fucking know it. Like, so fucking good. So I did a bonus episode for that. I'm still, I have the second part of my Kate Plus 8 RV episode in which I prove... Perry Mason style that Kate and Steve definitely were in a relationship. I know it's all speculation, but I have a three point argument and evidence that proves they were fucking. Now I haven't recorded that episode yet. I planned, I planned to record it this afternoon, but my husband fucked up my plans by being awake and being in the fucking way. But I plan to record it tomorrow, sometime on Sunday, so you should get it sometime Sunday night. But I'm just saying there are lots of bonus episodes out there. Even for the $1 a month patrons who are technically only supposed to get a bonus episode once a month, you're getting more than that. I've, you're, it's, it's the best buck you will ever fucking spend. It's the best $5 you will spend this month. It really is. So make sure you sign up for Patreon. Um, it keeps this running and it makes doing these episodes worthwhile. Um, this podcasting is mostly a hobby for me and the people who support me through Patreon really make it, make sure that I have the time and space carved aside to be able to record episodes and to keep this running. So I appreciate everyone who listens. I extra appreciate my Patreon uh, members and I just want to say thank you to everybody. And also because it's Leo season, I'm feeling a little manic. (laughs) So I'm tweeting a lot. Um... I'm on Twitter a ton. Give it a couple of weeks and I will be all like, I fucking hate Twitter. (laughs) I'm never going to use Twitter again. But enjoy the fucking tweets while you can. You can follow me at OKThenPrincess on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at ByPumpkinPodcast on Instagram. And also, if you need to get in contact with me or you have like a question about something or anything, you can email me at HelloByPumpkinPodcast.com. And I think that's all the information I need to give so far. Um, dude, let's, let's, let's talk about the goddies. Okay. Um, so this special happened, I believe in 2015, I think, because, um, John gets married in 2015. So maybe it happened in 2014. This this is feel like something I should already know. Hold on. Okay, it was 2014. Um, so just to like start off with how everybody looks, um, Victoria doesn't look very much different, but she looks like she's had some work done on her face, and she's wearing a lot more makeup than we were used to seeing her on the show. I mean, a ton of whoever did her because you can see that there had hair and makeup people there, right? Um, and why wouldn't you? This is a cable network coming to, to film a special about your family. Why would you come out of the shower, wet hair and sit on a couch in your, in your period pajamas, which period pajamas are the pajamas you put on when you're having your period. So in case you have a, in case you have a mistake, in case something happens, you're like, ah, fuck it. It's just my period pajamas, the shitty ones. So, (laughs) so they're always the worst pajamas you own because (laughs) you understand what I'm saying here. And like, 
when I mentioned, when I'm saying in your period pajamas, I'm saying in the worst lounge clothes pajamas you own. They have holes in them, they're ugly, and you wear them when you have your period. <laughs> so, but you wouldn't do that because why would you? This is gonna be on fucking TV. So of course they have, we see them getting ready with, um, you know, glam and, not glam, because nobody looked glamorous, but <laughs> I don't know what you call it when you look fine, <laughs> but a squad of some sort, a mediocre squad, maybe that's what they call it, but they look fine. Um, her hair has dark under, no, fuck, it's not a, it's not low lights. <laughs> it's not low lights. It's when underneath you have dark hair and then above you have, what is it called? You guys know. <laughs> her hair has that. Like I said, she's got a lot of makeup on. Um, the only thing I would say about Victoria is her teeth look really bad. And they're just, you know, they're, they don't look regular people bad. Actually, they look regular people bad. But, excuse me, they don't look regular people bad. They look regular people not good. That's what they look like. I don't, I, she doesn't, she doesn't look like she's been doing meth. She looks like her teeth are just super old and just really yellow and stuff. And I'm not sure how old Victoria is, you know? That's another thing I could have looked up before I started this podcast. Princess, are you a fucking professional or what? Uh, Victoria is going to be 58 this year in November. I think that's a lie actually, but fine. She's gonna be 58 this year in November. And so this is what, six years ago, so she's 52. And her teeth really, really age her. Um, I think it's time for her to get veneers. If she doesn't have, if she can't get veneers, she should try, I mean, implants. I mean, if she can't get veneers, but if she can't, she can get implants. And if she can't afford that, she should just go get dentures because her teeth look really bad. And um, I mean, my mom has dentures. My mom's always had terrible, 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 terrible teeth. And even though she's always had great dental insurance, she uh, doesn't like going to the dentist. She never has. And finally, like, shit. Gosh, maybe six years ago or so, when I was like 53, she chipped her tooth. And I went to visit her and we're just talking. And I'm like, Ma, you look like a hillbilly. Why do, are you not gotten your tooth fixed? And she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Right? Cause my mom's had like all these roots. She just has always had teeth problems. And she's like, basically if she goes in there for that, she knows that they're gonna tell her she's doing a lot of stuff. And that's what they did. And she was like, I don't want to do any of this. And she, they were like, well, you could just, you can just, you can just get dentures. And <laughs> she did. And my mom has the fucking best fucking smile. And she has, I mean, obviously she would, she's probably like, why are you talking about that on your podcast? Why? In fact, I, I don't know if I talked about it on on air yet, but my mom, I told her, I was like, hey, I'm, um, I'm making money from my podcast. And she goes, oh, what's a fucking podcast? And I told her, she's like, oh, I don't know how, what, anything about that. And I was like, I didn't invite you to listen to it. I'm just telling you. And then she goes, people pay you to talk to them? Why? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, because I'm entertaining. And she's like, mm. What kind of stories? Oh, you're telling stories about me. You owe me money. <laughs> but fine, fuck it. I'll send her a couple bucks. Um, she, but um, the snap indentures, the ones that they've like put, they like embed like a, I don't know. 
a little rod of something. It's not a rod. It's like a little piece of metal and the dentures snap into the metal on the bottom and the top. So it's not like they shift around and shit like that. Um, my mom loves her fucking dentures. She looks amazing. She looks younger than she has ever looked. I was looking at pictures of her from when I was young. So she was like 28, 30 years old. Um, she looks so much younger now. I don't get it. She just does. She's aging backwards. Um, but she was young for a lot of stuff. Like when my mom got a hysterectomy, cause she had um, ovarian cysts and she just had enough kids and she was like, I'm done. She had three, giving birth to three kids and she had a fourth stepson. And she was just like, I don't need no more fucking kids. And so my mom got a hysterectomy when she was like 25 years old. Did this super young. And she's just like, yeah, rip that shit on out because I'm done with that. <laughs> but I was just thinking a lot about how young my parents are through all the shit they've been through. I've talked about the fact that my father is an alcoholic. He's not in recovery. He just never drinks and he never drink again. My father got sober when he was 26 years old. 20 fucking six years old. He got sober. He's never drank again. As far as I know. And, um... He's very vocal about being sober. I mean, he could be lying, but he's just not that. I'm gonna be honest. He's really not that type. He would tell us, but uh, 26 years old, 20 by 26 years old, he'd had so many negative consequences to drinking. And you remember, he was raised by alcoholics. Uh, he has he had alcoholic older brothers. He was absolutely an alcoholic. I mean, he drove into an IHOP. He. The man drank and drank and drank and had a lot of negative consequences from it. But at 26 years old, he had so many negative consequences. He was like, okay, well, I guess I have to stop drinking. It's so young. All this is so young to me. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about, except for the fact that I think Victoria Gotti needs to do something with her teeth. Um, other than that, she doesn't look much different from 10 years previously when I'm watching the show. Now, the boys look different. Car the boys look 20 years older than the last time we saw them. They're supposed to be, if John was 17, that made Carmine 18. Um, so they're supposed to be 27 and 28 years old. They look easily in their late 30s. Maybe John's in his mid 30s. They look so old. And maybe it's because of what they're wearing. They're wearing like, they're just very dressed up for some fucking reason. I don't know why. I don't know why production was like, and we need you guys to be dressed up. That's not how we saw them. They should have put Victoria Gotti in a, in a dirty white, <laughs> in a dirty white uh, sweatsuit. <laughs> and that's what I want to see her. And, and they should have let the boys come in there and whatever they normally wear. They look so fucking old. They're Jack though, um, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like anybody was like, a lot of muscle mass is, is using steroids. However, I would not be surprised if they were using steroids. I wouldn't be surprised by it at all. I wouldn't be. And why wouldn't they? They don't, they're not in any comp competitive thing that where you can't, where someone would test you for steroids. They're not in any, like, why wouldn't they be using steroids? Yeah, sure. Um, I will say that a lot of their cuteness is gone 
And that brings me back to what I used to talk, what I was talking about, about how we have these teenage idols and they always kind one of the things that makes them so beautiful is that they kind of look like women, right? And these boys, now that they're, now that they're 27, 28, I feel like everybody's lying about their ages on this. <laughs> now they're 27 and 28 look like grown ass men. They're not as beautiful as they used to be. I, especially Carmine, because remember Carmine, I thought was the best looking of them. And he looked like a drag king to me. He looked like a woman dressed up as, a, as hyper masculinity. He like a woman that was like giving a show of what a Long Island teenage boy should look like. He really, <laughs> um, Frankie, we don't know what he looks like because we don't see Frankie throughout the whole fucking special. But we'll get to that. Oh, you can understand what Carmine's saying now. That's weird. Also, they have brown eyes. Am I crazy? Did they not have like bright fucking blue eyes during the show? Am I wrong about that? Their eyes are clearly fucking brown. Do your does your eye color change? Are they were they wearing were they wearing contacts? Am I am I just like being am I just not getting it? Am I just like is it like a really obvious answer? Is the really obvious answer is that they were wearing contacts the entire time and I just didn't notice? Is that what it is? Because I I was like what? I just remember having bright bright blue eyes and they both have brown eyes. Girl, anyway, so at this point, Carmine has a girlfriend. John has a fiance. They all still live with Victoria, apparently. I don't know how they, they live with Victoria. That's what she said. I know Frankie definitely lives there, but like she also mentioned owning real estate and she makes them pay rent on it. And I'm like, it can't be on that property. What does that mean? It was confusing. If you guys watched it, let me know. Uh, tweet me or comment on the Instagram post and let me know whether they live in that house together or whether she's saying that Frankie lives there. And I mean, can you imagine? Well, I mean, of course you can imagine. It's a thing many people do, but I can't imagine John being engaged to his fiance and they live in his childhood bedroom. But you know, that's also, like I said, I saw this tweet that said, name something that's, I talked about it in my um, other bonus episode I did. Um, name something that's classy if you're rich but trashy if you're poor. And living like multi-generational family members living in the same house is one of those things that's like, I can't believe they live like that. Unless you're a rich person, they're like, well, you know, that makes a lot of sense, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but still, I, I, I don't know. They... You know what? They probably hardly ever see each other if they do live together. Mm. Okay, so together they work in, they call it a metal recycling business. It's a scrap metal business. Um, they work together. They don't mention this, but they work with their father, Carmine Sr., um, who is a part of the reason they got raided in 2016. Like, Carmine Sr. is accused of a lot of things. <laughs> 
But one of them is that uh, is Carmine Sr. is accused of illegally of like trafficking and stolen scrap metal. Um, he's also accused of like putting like injecting horses, racehorses with steroids. In fact, at the wedding that's going to happen, John mentioned that he's getting married in like 11 months or nine months or something like that. At that wedding, Carmine and uh, Victoria are in the same room together and they're screaming at each other about, you know, I don't know. I, I guess what they, the Daily Mail says that Carmine screamed, I'm not done with you yet, <laughs> which is a threat, I guess. I mean, I, a threat. And then she's like, we've been divorced for over a decade. They've been divorced for 12 years in 2015. Um, so, and I, I think he had to get permission because like I said, he has all those charges against him. And all right. So they work in a scrap metal business with their father. They also own like Frank, Frankie owns a, um, a tanning business. Like they, it's stuff like that. They, they have partnerships and things. So like I said, there's a lot of clips in this, in this episode because they're assuming that you watched it 10 years after you watched the, the, uh, series, but I just watched the series. So I'm not recapping clips. I just want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about the subjects they talk about and what they say about them. The first thing is they regret the fighting a lot on the show. They regret fighting as kids all the time and that it's on, like, people can can watch it anytime they want to. Uh, they say that all siblings fight. That's just how it is. And now they're, like, best friends. And they, Carmine and John do seem to be best friends. They do seem, like, very comfortable with each other. I mean, but keep in mind, Carmine and John were always, they're a year apart. They're, like, right up there. And... Frankie is what, four or five years younger than them? Yeah, he's like four years younger than um, Carmine because he was like 14 when the shit started. So um, they've always been like a twosome. And right, sitting on that couch across from Victoria talking about the old show and everything, they seem like they get along very well together. They work together. Um, they're ripping each other about which gyms they go to. And John's saying that he goes to a real gym and and Carmine goes to a sports spa or something like that. Um, they seem, I don't know. They seem like they got over a lot of shit they used to do. I think this is normal that you fight a lot with your siblings when you're younger and you're like in the same space all the time. I mean, well, I guess they're probably still, according to them, they're still in the same space, but maybe I misheard that. But you're still in the same space a lot of time. It, it's really easy to fight. Like I used to fight with my older brother all the time and I don't fight with him at all now. I mean, anytime I see him, it's like all love. We're not crazy, crazy close. He's a super quiet person. He has never been able to take me in my mouth. He just does not. He, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff he doesn't understand about me. He's on his way to Germany though to, for good, <laughs> He's on a fiance visa. He's been dating that girl for shit, six years since the last time he lived in Germany when he was stationed there and he's going to get married. So he's off to Germany. Um, and I feel a little ways about that cause I, because I have a younger brother that's in Korea and it's been so for two years and I really want him to come home, him and his family to come home. Um, and my youngest stepbrother is in Massachusetts. I can't even fucking say the state name. I'm sorry. He's outside of Boston. That's where he went to school. That's where he lives. 
um, probably a ways outside of Boston. I always say outside of Boston, but I can't remember the exact place he lives. And I probably told someone who lives in Boston, they'd be like, girl, that's eight hours away. <laughs> but that's why I think he lives, he lives there. And I don't get to see any of my brothers very much. Most of, I just, I almost never live at home. They still, they still go in and out of Virginia. My younger brother has been stationed at Fort Hood, not while I was in Texas, but while he was, he was in Seattle, uh, not Seattle. He was in, um, fuck, I forget the name, but he was in Washington state, uh, for a while. He was in the state of Virginia for a little bit. He's in Korea for a couple of years. And when he comes back, he hopes to end up in Colleen, which I'm happy just so that I can like see him, um, and his son. Um, I just, I don't know. I dislike them not being stateside. I don't know. I guess what I really worry about is that like something's going to happen to my parents and I'm going to be the only one here. I already know that I am going to pull the majority of the work as my parents get elderly because of who, of my personality, who I am. I'm also the only girl and my brothers, like I, like they're like, they're like old cats. I, they require no maintenance. They don't talk. They don't worry about anything. Um, they, they just don't like, they're more the type of people that you instruct than the type of people to come up with ideas. I, I know that's a mean thing to say, but that's how it's what they're like. Personality wise, they're very, very quiet people. Not a lot of talking. I would say not a lot of personality, but they would be mad that I said that. But that's just what they're like. And I just, and I'm just thinking about my brother relocating to Germany for permanent, for most, for the, he's not, he doesn't, he has no intentions of coming back. Um, he'll be back to visit. He has kids. He has a 18 year old daughter and a six year old daughter. And he's coming back and forth to visit them, but he has no intention of staying anymore. Um, and my brother being in Korea, like, I just think about like, something happening and they're not even in the fucking country. And I don't know. I, it's, it's been like really fucking weighing on my mind and I, but I used to fight with him all the time, like really bad fights. Um, he just thought I was a frivolous person. He thought I talked too much. He thought I told on him too much, which I absolutely did. Um, he, he thought I snuck around in his room too much, which I actually absolutely did. He just, he, he just didn't see it for me. And now we have a fine relationship, but if you had told me I was going to have a fine relationship with him when I was like 14, I would be like, no, I'm not. I fucking hate him and I'll never see him again. So I totally understand that like that, um, like he's the definition of thinking like when, he just always thought I was like too much. And I just thought he wasn't enough. Like, I was like, how can you think I'm too much when you're not even anything? <laughs> anyway. Um, but so yeah, I understand how they did all that fighting and stuff. It's a, it was a house full of boys. They had so much testosterone flowing through that place. It, I, I wouldn't have wanted to live there and they just fought a lot and they showed a bunch of footage of all their best fights and everything. Um, the other thing <laughs> they talk about how they're, how all the girls, how they would chase them around, put presents in the, in the mailboxes. They would get packages of lingerie. 
Uh, Victoria says they got sex tapes sometimes. Like, I'm assuming, I'm assuming not literal sex tapes, but probably like, you know how sometimes on porn, the first part of porn is someone dancing around sexy in a, in underwear. That's probably what, <laughs> that's probably what they got. Um, phone numbers all, all the time. Like, and yeah, like, I mean, they, it looked like fucking Beatlemania in there. It looked like it. I'm sure that it wasn't nearly as much as something like a Justin Bieber or a NSYNC or like, like real like pop teenage idols would get, but it looked crazy. The crowds of people like just, it looked insane. Um, John says that they took, they bit off a little more than they could chew. Um, and he stopped short of saying that they regret doing the show. He's saying that like, it just, it was very overwhelming. He stops a little short of saying that. Oh, they got a sponsorship with a jail company as a result of the show with all the jail on there. I didn't know that. They also never wore short shirts back then and don't know why. John says he looked like an ironing board, but thought he was in such good shape. And they showed a bunch of vi footage and yeah, they, they were built like fourth graders. They were young dudes, but it's 17, 18 year old. They, that's what they looked like. That's what, that's what the 17 year old, 18 year olds I grew up with. They don't, you know, this is pre, um, this is pre, uh, YouTube, Instagram influencers. It is pre like Liz and I did, um, an episode for her, um, for her Patreon podcast, uh, Liz explains it all. We talked, ooh, we talked, sorry about that. We talked about, uh, girls incarcerated and one, and they would always show us Instagram pictures of the girls, but you know, they'd be, they're incarcerated. So they'd be in their uniforms, like no makeup on. They just looked whatever. And they looked very young. And it's because we're used to seeing 15 year olds look now that look like grown people. Great. But when you don't have all those makeups and hair and the trappings of like to make you look a little older, that's what you look like. And now I bet you a 17, 18 year old doesn't look like 17, 18 year old boys don't like John and Carmine look like then, but if that, that's what they look like. So they're critiquing themselves based on 2014 standards or, you know, but the fact is that they, is that at the time, that was really, really hot. They look like Long Island douchebags. And <laughs> there's a certain type of person attached to that. By the way, I was tweeting, I don't fucking know. I, you know, I think it was Sonia from Re Rewind the Love podcast. She tweeted about people, uh, she tweeted about like, like people like coming out with, who their crush was from the Jackass crew, you know, people who did the show and everything. And there were lots of people that were like, yeah, this was mine. I thought this person was cute, blah, 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 blah. And I said none because I remember like those type of bro dudes make me uncomfortable. The type of bro dudes that were like, try to one up each other are absolutely the type of bro dudes that, that use the N word freely, that, make racist, racist micro and macro aggressions because they think it's funny. And if you 
or because they're trying to shock people. And I tweeted that, and someone was like, I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, well, doubt their races, they hung out with 3-6 Mafia. Guys, <laughs> you can absolutely be friends with a black person or fuck a black person and still be racist. You can have, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a, in a Facebook group where someone is saying very racist things and they have biracial children in their in their profile picture. Having biracial children doesn't make you not racist. Adopting transracially, adopting a child from a different race than you doesn't make you not racist. Even being black doesn't make you impervious to being anti-black. And I'm gonna tell you right now, 3-6 Mafia are not the arbitrators of racism. They're not, like you can smoke weed, you can absolutely smoke weed with 3-6 Mafia. They might even let you say the N-word. Doesn't make you not racist. I think, they're like, why would I have voted for Obama if I was racist? You can still be racist, it's still possible. And my argument, which I, I don't think I was talking to the same person, but my argument is this, because someone said, well, it looks like a racist isn't very precise either, and I agree with that. But my argument is this, is that based on my experience, dudes who do things like set their farts on fire are white dudes in backwards caps that set their farts on fire and glue their balls to their hand tend to be okay with using the N-word as a punchline. That's my experience. So when I'm looking at them and I'm like trying to see which one I want to thirst after, that makes it hard for me to do that because I'm already imagining me having to be like, you can't say that. You can't do that. No, that's not funny. And so it makes it, so my argument is never that like they're definitely racist because I look at them and they look racist. They got racist mouths in this picture. <laughs> that's not my argument. My argument is that I can't flood my basement because I'm too worried about being lynched. I'm too worried about a hate crime happening to me. And that you seeing them with a black person doesn't negate that. I just, first of all, I need to be more careful about, you know, usually when I'm tweeting, I'm just talking to the wind. And if somebody wants to talk to me about it, talk to me about whatever the fuck I'm talking about. Like when I just remember that Kid Rock was alive, that's fine. You can talk to me about it. But I need to remember that when I see stuff like that, to let other people have their fun instead of showing up and being like, well, none, because they look racist. Like, if I feel that way, then I shouldn't be in that Twitter thread. I should just be like, let that go. You know, as I just said, joy is a form of resistance. Let people have their joy. I hear Taylor Swift is doing something with a sweater of some sort. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a music thing or if she's really just wearing a sweater. I'm not sure. But... I'm happy for you guys that seem happy. Find some fucking happiness right now. And I, and arguing with people on the internet never gives me joy. Never, ever, 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 ever. Just let the shit go. That's that's my lesson there. I, don't, I shouldn't argue with people on the internet and I shouldn't get involved in threads where my contribution is a negative thing. <laughs> if I'm not gonna go with the thread, leave the fucking thread alone. <laughs> let, that, let those people be happy over there imagining their Reese's boy crushes. <laughs> anyway, huh. so guys, just so you know, they can't find Frankie at this point, or they can find Frankie. They've been knocking on Frankie's door. Victoria's been calling him. 
He's not answering the phone. He's upstairs. He's in the house. Um, I guess he still got that lock on his door. I personally would have opened the fucking door. I don't care how old he is. Like, you're in my fucking house. I, you know, like, we have a call time. You knew we were doing this. Get out of, get out of here. Um, at some point, he leaves. Like, they catch him. The production's like, I think Frankie just left. And they're like, well, check this, uh, check these, this, this car. Maybe that's, because that's his car. And they're like, no. He tried to get in that car, but it was blocked in, so he got in another car and drove off. Is this, you know what? I was thinking about how to get the keys to the other car, but maybe, maybe this is like one of those rich people things where all your keys are like right there. You know how in like super rich places when they have like 15 cars or something, they just, the keys to the car are like in a lockbox in the garage or something? I, I swear to God I saw it on a TV show I, more than once. And I always thought, well, how do you decide which one? The, I don't know. Maybe that's what the case was or maybe he had the keys. I don't know. He drove off. Um, and they're like, let's keep going. Let's go another 10 minutes. And John's like, what if we keep going to the end? He's not there. And, and Victoria's like, watch your mouth, John. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about Frankie. I want, so in 2006, Frankie got arrested, um, during a traffic stop with weed, oxy and morphine. Okay. Guys, during this this during this special, Frankie gave me Rob Kardashian vibes. He did. He just gave me Rob vibes. And we know part of the reason Rob doesn't want to be seen is he's gained a lot of weight uh, and he doesn't feel his best. And, and the girls have gotten very, very famous and Rob feels like a failure and stuff. Guys... Remember, though, part of Rob's weight stuff has a lot to do with his lifestyle while he was using a lot of drugs. And he may still be using a lot. He may still be using a lot of drugs. He was he was definitely using with Lamar. He was definitely doing that. Like, I think this is so mean. This is all speculation, all speculation. I think Frankie's a drug addict. I think Frankie's like... And maybe he's not a drug addict like stealing from the chain, stealing money out of your car to go get drugs. Maybe he's not that type of drug addict, but he's definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, he doesn't want to come down and film, even though he agreed to, even though I wonder if he got paid to. I wonder if they paid the other three and were like, we're not going to pay Frankie if he's not coming. Um, I wonder if there was like a lump sum payment, you know, how like Jim Bob, is it Jim Bob from the Duggars, the dad, he gets, he gets the payment for the family. I wonder if there's like a, we're going to do a special on you. We're going to pay you this amount of money, the end, not per person. So it wasn't like they were going to dock it or maybe they did. I don't know. I think Frankie's on drugs and I think. Part of the reason he didn't want to come down is maybe he had a rough night previous. He said he was sick. He kept telling he was sick. And in fact, when they came down because they were late, Carmine was like, Frank is sick. (laughs) Again, I can hear him. I can understand him perfectly now. I don't get why we couldn't understand. Maybe it's because, I don't know. Um, So (laughs) 
I feel bad just being like, I smell a drug addiction. <laughs> I feel bad just saying, because I would never do that in real life. I'd never be like, mm, she didn't show up to the meeting. She's probably on drugs. <laughs> I would never say that. But this is how I feel. This is literally a gut feeling I have about Frankie. That Frankie is deep into drugs. And maybe not to the point where they're having an intervention or anything like that. But, but more like, it's a problem. But it's not a big enough problem for the rest of us to know about it yet. Uh, <laughs> and... The, the, like I said, Carmine and John are annoyed by this. And Victoria's like, well, you know, you guys don't say you were on time. You were late today. And remember, we had to get a time management specialist. This is later on in the series. They show a clip of a time management specialist coming to the house to help them manage their time. And they show up late to that. If you are any, if you're an etiquette person, a time management specialist or anything like that, and a reality TV show calls you to come on there and do anything, it's going to be straight up bullshit. It's going to be straight bullshit. Also, what the time management specialists do? Tell you to keep a calendar and note what time you need to get ready for things? I don't get it. I really don't. Um, they also talk about how the house used to be like how they wanted to sell the house. It used to be really, really terrible, but they're saying it's in good shape now. And then John makes this awkward laugh. Like, no, it's not. There's shit all the way out there. <laughs> and then Victoria says, remember when Luigi wanted to open the pool and they do clips from Luigi opening the pool guys. What do you mean? Luigi wanted to open the pool. Like Luigi was at his house just going, you know what? I really need Victoria Gotti's pool to work. So I'm going to go over there and I'm going to talk to her about it and see if she'll let me open the pool. That's not what happened. You wanted to sell and the pool was bullshit. And so you called Luigi, who's a handyman. And Carmine says the same fucking thing I was saying is that he's a handyman and that it's not necessarily, I don't know. He's saying that basically... There's no reason for you to be calling a handyman, someone that fixes, you know, your ceiling fan or, or mounts a TV to your wall or whatever. There's no way that he should have been fucking with the pool. Yeah, yeah. What else? Um, Um, Frankie has come back and Robert, I think his name is Robert. He wasn't in season one. Robert was her assistant. I guess Jen finally quit or whatever, but, um, you know, he's like, he's definitely a Long Island guy, but he's a gay guy. So he looks just like all the other Long Island guys, except sometimes he says fabulous. So I don't know if she knew him before. I can't remember whether he was related or whether how she met him, but he was her assistant throughout the rest of the series. And he noticed Frankie has come back. So he goes out there to try to talk to him. Frankie's in a Jeep and he's not getting out. He's calling, they're calling, they're talking on the phone. And Robert's basically telling, I hope his name is Robert because this is going to feel stupid if his name isn't Robert. Robert is telling him, hey, um, just come in for a few minutes. And Frankie's on the phone saying, I don't look good. I don't feel good. Uh, um, I don't want to do it. 
I just don't want to. Rob Kardashian, guys. And I'm not saying this about the weight. There is something going on with Frankie. So they talk about the cursing. Apparently, the cursing started when they're 13. They were, Victoria says they were never, ever, ever, ever allowed to curse. And then when they were 13, at some point, Carmine looks over at John and goes, hey, John, ass. And John goes, ooh. And it just came out. It just became, they were cursing all the time. But when Victoria says, well, I never, never allowed cursing. And then it just started happening. I was like, what are you telling me, Victoria? You didn't allow them to curse at you when they were in the second grade? Wow. Way to be strict, girl. Woof. Very, very strict. You just told, you told eight-year-olds they weren't allowed to curse? Woo! I don't know what she thinks she's proving by that. The fact is, I know I, I harped. I'm so happy this is the last episode. I'm going to be talking about the guys because I've been harping on their cursing the whole time. It's not the cursing. If they did a, they filmed John out some little teen club or something with some people. If in that scene, John had been cursing about stuff, I would have been like, whatever. That's, you know, cursing. That's how it goes. But the fact that they're like, where the fuck is my ravioli to her? Really pissed me off. I've talked about this at length. I promise I'm not, well, we're never going to talk about it again after this episode. I just feel like it was very clear what they thought about her and what they thought they could do with her. And they did it all the time. They talk about how tough Victoria is. She's not, maybe she's tough talking. She's not tough acting. She's someone that's like, I'm going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. This is, yeah, but she's not, she's not going to go through it. She doesn't hold boundaries. Like you get a million chances with her. And yeah, that's great if you want to take advantage of her, sure. <laughs> but it's not so great for her and the people she's like trying to raise. So Frank is still not there. And there's an interstitial with Vicky calling him, quote unquote, calling him. I, I say quote because on her phone is clearly she's on the iMessage screen. Like you can see the text message where she has sent him. And so she's like giving him what for if she ain't talking to nobody. That's fake. Fucking fake. I know a reality TV show was fake. I should call the cops, call the papers. Um, they talk about Victoria eating cupcakes and how she prefers sweets to meals. Me too. It's a big problem. I will eat nothing all day long and then eat a piece of cake. That's how I like it. Um, she doesn't eat cupcakes anymore though. They said she's right right now. She's on a Rocky road ice cream kick. They talk about her <laughs> being in a hotel with Robert and she was eating gelato in like a little, a carton from a carton and fell asleep with the gelato, fell into the gelato and fell asleep. And because it was chocolate, it was everywhere. And then the maid came in the next morning and thought it was blood and thought it was a fucking crime scene. They talk about their fashions. Victoria says that they get it from their grandfather. All Gotti men are great dressers. I will say this for the very last time today. John Gotti is a murderer. It doesn't matter how well he looks. She, Victoria said she taught him, uh, he taught her and like her brothers to be, to be, um, to dress well and to present yourself well. Cause that's how people think of like the first thing they see is what you're wearing, how you're presenting yourself to, to them. And whether you dress up or down or whatever, what you're, how you walk in is, how people perceive you. I understand that. 
That said, John Gotti was a murderer. And I'm sure you did take his advice because otherwise he would have killed you. Um, Carmine says John... <laughs> Carmine says John used to like fat girls. And John giggles and is like, I don't know what he's talking about. And Victoria says, fat girls are beautiful. <laughs> it's such a weird conversation. Guys, as a rule, people think fat girls never get chosen. Like nobody wants fat girls. As a f always fat girl, I've been fat all my life. I will tell you, we get chosen all the time. I've been proposed to four or fucking five times. People, <laughs> I have never had a problem getting laid. I have never had a problem with somebody wanting me. I've never had those problems. People talk, it's just, and it's, it's how we talk about fat people, but I don't know. It's, it's never been an issue. Never. In my entire life, I've just been fat and people wanted to fuck me. I, okay, here we are. It's, but people talk about fat people like nobody ever wants them. No, no, it's very strange. I watched a, um, a My 600 Pound Life where a woman was confined to a medical bed and had maggots in her leg and was getting laid all the time. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if you're single, um, you should think about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's nothing fucking wrong with being single. And also, people talk like people talk about being single, like like you never get laid or you never have any fun or nobody wants you. You can be. You, they think the reason you're single is because nobody wants you. No, the reason you're single is because you don't want them. That's that's the reason. When I was single, that was the reason. It was never because nobody wanted me. I could meet. I used to meet people all the time. I'd be pumping gas, and people would try to talk to me. Why I got big boobs? And so. But like, I don't know, it's so funny. And they're like, oh, they just have these, they just, I don't know. I think it's mainstream media that thinks that way because um, just like any any story, any movie you watch, any, they talk, they talk about fat people like we're just the loneliest people on earth and nobody ever wants us. And in my experience, it's not fucking true. Not true at all. Um, What else? So I guess John likes fat girls. I guess I had a chance. Um, <laughs> so fucking weird. Um, Victoria says raising boys alone was hard, but she loved it. And that raising girls is hard, but raising boys is harder. I don't know. I really don't know. They keep telling us all kinds of things about, you know, Raising girls is this way. Raising boys is that way. And I've just found that it's not really true. I find that if you are being very conscientious about the way you raise children, it's really no big difference between the two that individual children will let you know. Like I have a very sensitive 10-year-old. Um, actually, most of my children are sensitive, but my 10-year-old is very sensitive. Um, my 7-year-old is a girl and she's very clingy. My eight-year-old is a boy, but all he wants to do is dress up and wear capes and, and dance and pose for pictures. And uh, it, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, maybe I'll be saying a different story 10 years from now. But I just really feel like there's not a whole lot of difference. They're all really individual. And it's not like 
well, there's some magical key to, to raising boys that makes them easier. And I also find out, find, find that a lot of times when people talk about how raising girls is harder, that's not what Victoria says, but that's just like something like old black moms say all the time that raising girls is very hard. It's not about raising girls. It's about misogyny a lot of times because of the way they think of what, how to raise a girl is like about protecting her virginity and keeping her from being fast and making sure she knows her place and making sure she knows how to be a good woman. Like that's all shit rooted in misogyny and like protecting someone's virginity is not necessarily your job as a parent. Like making sure that they're protected from sexual advances, unwanted sexual advances is, is part of your job, like keeping them protected in that way and making sure that they are taught, um, you know, about consent and things that that's, but that's, you have to do that with everyone. I was actually talking to my 10 year old the other day and I was like, Hey, um, so what do you know about sex? And he goes, nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I wish you, I wish I could show you guys his face. He said it like nothing and don't tell me nothing either. <laughs> I don't, we had a small talk. We'll, we'll have many talks, but, um, like the way we talk about raising girls is like, like I said, a lot of the things we talk about that are important raising girls is misogyny. And, uh, that pink tax starts early. The, the way we dress girls versus boys, the, the, the cost of, of, uh, girls, sport versus the way we, the cost of boys sports. Like the, I mean, I could talk about it at length. I won't, but, um, yeah, those things are a part of it, but in the parenting part is pretty much the same. It's just the same. I don't know. But Victoria says raising the boys is hard. And I like, I think she's, I think she's telling the truth. I think raising kids is hard. I mean, if you're doing it right, if you think you're, if you just assume you're doing everything right all the time, it's probably very easy for you, but I don't. I'm always like, what's the thing I could be doing better? How could I do this? What could I do here like this? Uh, right now, I'm really working on not, see my oldest son, the 10 year old doesn't get in trouble that much. He's, he's pretty conscientious about his behavior. He doesn't get in trouble that much. Um, usually I'm mad at someone else. But when I do get mad at him, I get mad at him even more because I'm annoyed that he's acting up because he never acts up. And that is something I'm working on. That's like an internal bias that I have on him. It's like, well, he's so quiet and he does what I ask him to do and he's a sweetheart. And how dare he be having a bad day? How dare he have made a mistake now? Um, so now I'm really mad because normally I don't even have to look in your direction. Like, that's something I'm working on. That's, and that's in addition to all the stuff I have to do to parent them. I'm also like being careful, like, okay, is this how you're, is, now you said it like this, is that how you mean it? Because that's not how they're gonna take it. Let's be more clear. Let's, let's give people chances. Is this the right way to do this? My three-year-old right now is regressing and potty training. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. It's really pissing me off because he knows how to go to the bathroom. He knows all about it, but he is, can, he can be lazy. And if he has an accident, I put him in a pull-up and then he's like, 
oh great, I don't have to worry about going to that bathroom anymore. Like he really, I'm not gonna, I'm, so I'm working on that. I'm, I've been talking to people. I've been looking up some stuff and basically I, if he has an accident, I shouldn't put him in a pull up. And also I'm like asking myself, should I be punishing him with bathroom stuff? Like that seems like mean, but you know, I have, there are some, it seems excessive, but there are some school of thought that you never punish over a bathroom accident. And the other thing, another school of thought is like you, when they get to like, when you're teaching potty training, you don't punish over bathroom accidents when they're older and they're obviously doing things that are contributing to the accident, you need to punish over that. And I was like, I don't know. And then I read this story about this woman who's, who got sentenced to like 75 years in prison because she like beat her child to death because he had an accident in the bed. Like, I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to do that, but I don't know. Like, so it's, it's a, it's a lot. Um, I don't have wash and wear children. I'm not a wash and wear parent. I don't just like, give them a happy meal and throw them from the TV and walk away. Um, but, uh, I, I'm babbling right now. It's late. I'm, I think parenting's hard period. <laughs> and if you think it's easy, then you're probably not doing very well. At <laughs> so they revisit that question about from the, the camp out w- about that Uncle Pete asked about where they want to be from 10 years from now. And basically they just say that they, like John says he plans to be married and it's going to be seven or eight um, grandchildren probably running around from everyone. And, and Victoria says that when she thinks about where she wants to be for 10 years, she just wants to be happy. That's all she ever wants. And they should think the same thing. By the way, Uncle Pete's son in 2016 got sentenced to like eight years. Her Uncle Pete's son's name is John Gotti too. As you know, like I've talked about before and like Italian families, I've just noticed how everybody has the same name. Like there's like 50 of you guys named John or whatever. Like it's, it's so many, like all your cousins have the same name. It's weird. Um, but, <laughs> um, So his name is John Gotti. He's the grandson and he's Uncle Pete's uh, son. He got sentenced to eight years over like drug trafficking. I think he was in that episode where they went camping. (laughs) I think he was in the episode. Why would you take these other guys camping? Not your son. Well, maybe he was a little older. Not sure. But anyway. So I don't think they talk about much more. Um, Oh, in the last few episodes of the special, Frankie has Victoria come up to the room without cameras. She comes back and she tells him that she talked to him and he said that she's a terrible mother, that she's too worried about this special and she should be sitting at his bedside. Um, Dirk's came back to help. We saw a scene where Robert, um, is that dude's name Robert? Robert uh, was talking to him in the, can- in the kitchen and was just like, I feel sorry for Frankie. He just, he, they keep calling him. He's just not going to come down. He wants some soup. So he's like making cans of Campbell's soup or whatever. And in the last scene before they close, you see a hand, like the camera's on the, uh, the door of Frankie's room and you see a hand come out 
and pull the soup in a bottle of water into the room and then close the door. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm pretty sure Frankie's on drugs. <laughs> I'm pretty, and I'm not saying he was on drugs at that moment. I'm not saying that. What I, <laughs> and I do feel bad saying this because like, it's literally none of my business if he's on drugs. I'm not someone who's like looking at people's pupils. I'm just, this isn't what I do in my regular life, but I have a feeling something's going down and I don't know if he had a rough night. I don't know if he's coming down from something. I don't know if he just feels shitty. I don't know, but he's giving me Rob Kardashian vibes. <laughs> and that's, and I'm sorry, that gives me drug vibes. So that's the end, guys. We're done with the gotties. Uh, next week, next, the next time you hear me on the main feed, we will be talking about, um, Girls Next Door. And so I'm really excited to go into that. I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm excited to get some people on here to talk about it with me. Uh, and until that one goes up, you guys, I will have another, um, Kate plus eight bonus episode on, for my Patreon supporters. I plan to do another true life episode next week for my $5 Patreon, um, supporters. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of great stuff coming. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for, thank you for, uh, giving me a good review. Thank you for sharing my podcast. I appreciate it. If it wasn't for all of you guys, I would not still be doing this. And so yeah, give yourself a little pat on the back guys. Good night.